You're listening to the Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome to Blank Scenario. I'm your host, Marie, a.k.a. Queen in Yellow. I am Casey Grumpy Elf. I am Emily Darkling. I am Sir Isaac, Sir Sasquatch. Hi. Our energy is so <laughs> high today. He's going for the it's most typical great. Isaacal thing I could say. Here's the thing, Isaac. Give him a second. The coffee will hit in like two You're minutes. not the one that's sick, though. That's the funny thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm alive. Yeah. Peek behind a curtain. No, I'm um, the one that's Isaac. Casey and I are currently at home. Casey with the COVID. <laughs> and me with with it or getting over. We're not really sure. <laughs> So we're we're isolating. We're good. I like how you blended two words, mm-hmm. Crovis and COVID. That's yep. brilliant. COVID, yep. Corona. We just COVID. call it the coof. I was thinking crud. Same. We are <laughs> I mean suffering through the nineteenth plague. Uh, basically, at this point, but we 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 have the internet, so we can record. Woo! Yay! <laughs> so I will go ahead and take the prompt for the day. Uh, I, I decided to go with a happy one because we need it, kind of. <laughs> uh, so this is another meme from the internet because, of course. So, party, breaking the door. Prepare to die. Wait a minute. Big bad, surrounded by lots of presents. See, pumpkin, people came to your birthday party after all. Their kid. Yay, I thought nobody would come. Big bad. And they're going to say the whole time, right? Party. Uh, Yes. So you've crashed the big bad's child's birthday party and being coerced into staying because you feel guilty now. Because the question is, are you the reason no one has come to this party? Is this a suicide squad situation? Or did something else happen that you may or may not have caused? Okay, first thing that comes to mind is there's a platypus controlling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ironically, Doofenshmirtz is the best animated father. Oh yeah, fight me on that. He is, he, yeah, best father ever. I know nothing. He about actually cares for his children and encourages them. <laughs> Finito and I've heard good oh, things. It's on it's... Prime. You would love it, and you get so many uh, creative interests. You got yeah. time on your hands now, Casey. <laughs> it's it's, it's not. It's only two seasons, them, apparently. <laughs> you are not doofing smirks. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I can if anything, dream. you'd be paired to platypus. <laughs> uh, but anyway, touché. we have doofing smirks hosting the party, and we've all crashed it as the party. Party crashing party. That sounds great, actually. So, do we want this to be the beginning of the story or the end of the story? Because it could go. In either direction, it's going to help to inform exactly what kind of story we're trying to tell here. It would be interesting if this could be at the end, because then this this could be the twist. That this is from the aftermath of something else has happened that you could have been hinting at, and it could be really obvious in hindsight, but the players just have not realized it yet. Emily, did you have a thought? I did. So I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 lately, and towards like the third chapter in the story, there's an awful lot of 
do one thing for me, but it turns out to be three things and it's a whole lot more complicated than originally presented. And so you have to get so many items done, but it keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it starts out as a really simple mission. turns out something way bigger. So my thinking was along the lines of, it starts out really, really simple. Your party is tasked with uh, maybe finding something for the present and then following up. Oh, no, you have to kill all these bad guys. And then, oh, and the evil boss is in here. And it turns out there's a miscommunication and the big bad is actually hosting a birthday party. But because there's nobody else in town, he just is like, oh, I'll send out some errand boys and they'll get some people together. But through the miscommunication down the chain, your adventurers were given a list of who to kill and just looting their bodies. They come up with all this awesome gold and stuff. So they run into the party with trinkets and treasures, air quotes, for the poor, adorable birthday child. How fun. So you come across a party of goblins and they have a whole bunch of golden treasure. <laughs> it looks like they might have looted the town. What would you like to do? Oh, that's a good prompt, yeah. <laughs> it turns out they're just coming for the party because oh, they've yes. legitimately bought everything a from a different town conveniently. <laughs> yes. So there's, I'm trying to remember what the other thing was, but there's two different ideas that popped into my head and one of them has left. But there was a game that Marie and I played in at one point where the DM essentially set up a mind flare that had absorbed so many half elves that there was a character hanging out nearby this mind flayers lair that this mind flayer had decided or had started to feel an attraction to. And so this mind flayer in order to leave this settlement alone, gave a list to our party to complete and the list was extremely convoluted it was like if you don't get this within 24 hours i'm going to destroy the town and it was stuff like um oh what was it like salad of the the cacao plant boxed up properly and something else but it, it box of chocolates yeah it's a box of chocolates mm-hmm. it was a his sword. way of like i want you to get a bouquet and a, a box of chocolates and like three or four other things that were on this list, but it was extremely convoluted. So we as the party had to figure out exactly what these meant and then decide what to do with it. So that was one that occurred to me. And then the other one, what was the other one? Because it was based off of something you were saying. But I, I like the idea of the party is given essentially a list of things that they have to complete in order to either save their town or in order to fulfill some kind of something or another. And as they're going along with this, they're beginning to realize that the things that they are collecting or the things that they are doing are building up to this birthday party. So like finding streamers and finding, but if you want to do it with goblins or if you want to do it with a different creature, it could very well be things that might be celebratory in that creature's culture but not in a human culture. So it can be really bizarre if you want it to be. And if it is a birthday, you can use the key phrase, you have to do this as we come to the the end of an age, or it shall be the end of this age. And mm-hmm. because it's worded like that, you're thinking, oh, this world is going to die in destruction and death, because if you play it right, your characters aren't going to know the difference. However, in their mind, you're like, yes, because you are no longer age 30. You are now age 31. Congratulations. Age is coming. 
Exactly. A new eight. Literally a new moon, a new era, a new time in which you are reborn. Maybe it's this whole rebirthing ceremony or whatever. Yeah. But because it's a end of an age, your characters are going to run with that because they're not even going to bother questioning it. Especially if this creature oh. is convoluted and knows like 30 languages and common happens to be its newest language it's learning. Something like that. It'd be even better if your big bad is of a species that is out of place in your town. And so it is legitimately a coming of age party, kind of like um, bar mitzvah for their kid. And in their culture, it would be a huge deal, but they're not in their culture. So they're trying to figure out how to get people to come to this. And so they put out these summons and people are believing they're going to get a prize, but they've been invited to a birthday party. <laughs> so I, I'm realizing there's one thing that we have not done in blank scenario as yet for a creature. What if this is a ghost? Happy death day. You could pull in the, the Harry Potter approach of their death day, that they're celebrating another year of undeath in the astral plane. And so like bizarre things are leaking over into our world, or it even could be if you wanted to make it a ghost that still has living offspring on this, this plane that they are trying to create the, the proper approach for their kid on this plane. That does still fit in with the meme if you wanted to really lean heavily into it. Uh, it'd be sweet if this was like the ghost grandfather and they were helping to raise their grandson. Like they live in the same haunted house. And so they're raising their grandsons. So they're like, I'm a ghost. I can't actually touch all of these things. I'm incorporeal. But I'm going to send all these other people out to go collect these things for my grandson so that he has a good birthday still. Aww. <laughs> Do we want to lock in that it's a ghost? Actually, I want to lock in. It's a ghost because I like that. And especially, too, if you're told that there's a ghost in this castle, you need to find certain things to get rid of it. Your party is immediately going, okay, Ghostbusters, we got this. Oh, <gasps> I just realized something. What was that? Grandpa's, you may have been saying this and I may have just like Rona daydreamed. <laughs> but what if Grandpa is trying to teach youngling how to haunt? While they're still alive? Uh, maybe. In preparation for their death? Maybe. maybe. Or it could be a ghost grandfather and a ghost child. It's like, be like I'm Casper, gonna, essentially. Yeah, we're going to Scooby-Doo this thing, and I'm going to teach you how to haunt. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. That, so it's a birthday party that turns into a haunted house. And so you get there, welcome to my birthday party, doors lock. And then all these weird things start happening as you're basically being haunted. But the haunting's not very good because he is just a kid. He's still learning how to haunt. But yeah. Grandpa so sneaks up like, behind him and is like, you'd be scared or you're dead. <laughs> so like, oh, terrifying. And kid's like, yay, Grandpa, scared him. Look at that. Yes, my son. Excellent job. Everyone roll performance. How, how well can you convince the kid? He's like five years old. He doesn't know any better. He just has the knowledge of a five-year-old. It'd be really fun to include a... a nonsensical sanity mechanic in this <laughs> it doesn't really have to work but if you give your players a sanity D D sheet and then it's like oh we're gonna do something super scary and then just don't i've been trying to think of something i could contribute to this reverse scooby-doo scenario um one one thing maybe to piggyback off of what casey was saying if you had a paladin that would, A, probably mess everything up because depending on their alignment and whatnot, how you're reacting to people of nefarious origin bringing in 
bad stuff or a ghost inhabiting a house. It'd be really interesting to be in like a haunted house situation. And whenever you're not scared, you're being punished by your deity. You know, you're, you're not, you're not making this birthday worthwhile. You are, you are not reacting the correct way. Um, and you know, kind computer of, is not happy. Yes. Yes. So you have a passive aggressive deity is how it's coming across. And then the rest of the time, the, the paladins just trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? I I'm, I'm here to purge the land. I'm, I'm here to spread this message and, and we're, we're in this, we're in this haunted house. I'm doing my job. No, you're not. You are ruining a birthday party kind of, kind of thing. Uh, I not entirely sure plot wise what you could do. I've also noticed that we are very good at ruining a game for a paladin. Um, we, 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 I, I'm going to say I tend to bring stuff up like that maybe more often than I should, but that's that's really the only thought I have had so far. Between paladins and bards. And coffee. No, bards you just guys hate. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I do feel like why. Isaac. <laughs> nah, shut up. <clears throat> Isaac, I do like the idea that the paladin has come in to purge this great evil. But this is not a great evil. What this is, is this is basically like a last wish. Oh. That if they manage to have... A haunting. Like, the kid wanted a birthday party, and he's dead. So he's like, we'll turn this to a haunted birthday party. So we'll have your friends come, and you'll scare them, and it'll be fun, and then we'll go into the afterlife. So in order for the kid to move on to the afterlife with his grandfather, who's a ghost that's actually scary, you have to let him have a good haunting. Mm -hmm. So legitimately, if you don't... So there's no evil to purge. You are basically fulfilling a last wish so that they can move on. And until your players realize that, they're basically screwing it up for the ghost. So at one point, the ghost grandfather comes over like, look, guys, just when he comes into the room in a sheet with multiple holes po- poked into it, just scream and run. I promise he'll be fine. You're not going to be hurt. <laughs> Meanwhile, your player is like, I cast out undead. It's like, no, no, guys, you, you don't understand here. He's five. <laughs> well, he was five, but he's still five. No. <laughs> What could be very adorable and basing off of what Isaac said, if you wanted to mess with your paladin, but not destroy them, what you could do is just have your paladins connection to their deity blocked while they're inside of the building and it's blocked by the grandfather. So the grandfather is the one that's speaking to the paladin, not their deity. (laughs) So the paladin all of a sudden is getting all these mixed signals of what it is that they're supposed to be doing because they're like, wait, I thought we were supposed to kill ghosts in the... No. No. You do not kill the ghosts. You run away from the ghosts. (laughs) But even at that, we've not really established the grandfather. You could very easily establish the grandfather as having been this really powerful being in life. And now in death, he still has some of those Mm -hmm. abilities. Because ghosts on their own are pretty powerful as far as enemies are concerned. And especially if he was powerful in life, there might be artifacts or relics around the house that you could discover that may or may not be meant to be discovered. So, I mean, you could get a cool magical item out of it. By the end, is like a thank you. Party, <laughs> party favors, favors going home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, it could also be I'm trying to think. It could also just be like he's got like a whole room that he is like his hideout. So he's controlling everything from the that room as a ghost still. Do ghosts have domains? Uh, I don't think yeah. so. 
It depends upon the type of spirit, probably. Isaac's got an idea. I looked up uh, for Casey if you're wanting to... or I don't remember at this point who did. Sorry. Somebody said uh, they had power in life. Well, uh, three and a half edition. So if you're wanting to do a homebrew, uh, the ghost domain belong, is a, a cleric ability. And you get... Okay. Silent image, creeping darkness, fear, ghostly chant, magic jar, spectral mm. vanish, spiritual channeling, trap the soul, and etherealness as your cleric abilities in your domain. So, there you go. If you want to do a homebrew, he's a dead cleric, super OP, probably 20th level. Just play with mm. it. There you go. He's a cleric, a dead cleric. I had a way of making this sadder, but also making it potentially better depending upon the party do oh it so basically you have been you found a list of things you need to enter this area and that list is essentially the things you need to create a great halloween birthday party your players don't realize that probably off the bat but you've got that you get there and you've got this little kid ghost trying to scare you. you've got this grandfather ghost going around too and you're running around and you have this one room you keep running around that you can't seem to get into if you get into that room, you find out their grandfather's still alive. Their grandson died, but their spirit couldn't move on. So they've been trying to figure out how. And they figured out if they waited until their grandson's birthday, they could hold a birthday party and their grandson could finally be at peace. So they are legitimately a cleric trying to put the soul at peace. But like Casey said, they block communication, any interference in the house. Mm -hmm. So the house is completely locked down. They have a room that they're controlling everything from. So they're like out of body experience running around like they're a ghost. So you have the option then of following through with the haunted house and the kid is happy and moves on. Or you could try to fight the kid or you could fight the grandfather. But rather than have him be the ghost, it is legitimately the old man pretending to be a ghost. So Scooby-Doo. The kid could legitimately be extremely powerful. So it's a very delicate situation where, yes, you need to put, you need to help put this kid to rest. If you do not, there's a lot that could potentially happen. Um, I I don't know. Maybe maybe they cry and every window in the entire town shatters or something. But. Just take it to the extreme. I mean, if you throw a tantrum as a ghost, you're throwing everything in the room, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, paranormal tantrums are not fun. This is probably something to be dealt with. (laughs) So we have only locked in one thing, haven't we? So we locked in that we're dealing with a ghost. Do we want to lock in that the grandfather is trying to get their grandson's spirit at peace, whether they are also dead or not? That works for me. Okay, lock that in. I, I was going to say, I would lock in the fact that he's a cleric as well, that the grandfather is. That gives that, that would give me a lot more to work with than, than if it was a ghost. Um, it makes more sense as to having that guide through the mission that, that the DM could use to kind of get things done. And also someone who could explain whatever backstory loops that are in there that you need to explain. <laughs> um, that, that's just me, though. Yeah. I mean, especially if they're dead, if they're a cleric, it would make sense why they could have stayed because they were they were given a job to do. And it also explained the divine interference in the house. They know how to block gods from talking to people. So yeah, Locke and the grandfather is also a cleric, whether in death or life or both. <laughs> um, and I guess also lock in that essentially the first half is going to be a fetch quest to get in. 
The second half will be the haunted house of dealing with a birthday party where the kid gets to scare you. Uh, zombies. Can ghosts choose to move on? I think so. I would say they mm-hmm. probably could, especially if you have a kid ghost, though. It would be a lot harder mm-hmm. because it's the idea of unfinished business. If they died like a week before their birthday, they never got to have that, but they were so excited for it. Yeah, if they can have that, they'll be fine. But I love the idea of getting like a spirit board and you have this kid spelling out stuff, but they can't spell, so it's all spelled wrong. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Princess Diaries 2? Yes. Been a while. Remember when they're having the birthday party and the little girl walks up to the announcer person with the staff? Princess Wilhelmina has to go potty. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you, you could you could have some fun. The ghost has some very mm-hmm. ridiculous demands to be at peace. <laughs> uh, kind of going back to what started this whole thing. Um, a choo choo. Why are we in the kitchen? Toy. Yeah, yeah. I require. Uh, a choo-choo. A what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he's five, kids don't always have proper word association. Oh, Casey, I think your mic's out. Oh, my mic is out. <laughs> hey, have you been talking? Casey's awful <laughs> quiet now. <laughs> I don't know when I got turned off. We figured it out, guys. Quick, don't tell him again. <laughs> I don't know how slash when that happened, but that happened. Hey, um, so one thing I was going to say is having dealt with our nephews now, we can officially say... <laughs> You could throw together random letters that this kid knows what it is he's saying, and nobody else knows what it is that he's saying. Gogi, I want a, I want a yogurt. <laughs> a glass of gaga. A, a glass of mut and gaga. So he wants a grilled cheese and tuna <laughs> milk. As closer than we were. <laughs> a glass of milk and yogurt. Who drinks milk while eating yogurt? A four-year-old. Was he like five-five? No. (laughs) Will be. He's got to get his daily probiotics. (laughs) (laughs) Do we want to take our five-minute scribble break? So, Casey, what would you do for your ghost scenario? So... There's not a whole lot that I liked that was different than than what we were doing. I figured I'd at the very least give a why to it. We can keep it that the cleric is the boy's grandfather. But I felt like it would be very intriguing to have the party showing up at this manor house in the middle of town that the spirit of this boy has taken over. And this boy was well known in the town as being its protector at some point um the i have no idea as to what it protected he protected the town from but the first thought that occurred to me was the infamous story of the boy in belgium who peed on the fire to put it out was the first thought that i had that's that whole statue thing if you if you don't know about it um he had protected the town at one point uh i assumed that he was an orphan i felt like that would make for an interesting little tidbit to add on top of it so he's he never really had a family he never really knew other than his orphanage time anything about his past and so when he passed away however it was that he passed away maybe in attempting to save the town he's been there for like five to ten years and the cleric shows up 
and realizes number one that he's related to this child or maybe he's been searching for him realize that he's related to this child and wants to give this child a peaceful passing he gets the town involved and the town decides we're going to hire some adventurers that are going to come in and essentially run this ritual for us we can't have us go in there and do it we need people that will legitimately be surprised by what's going on once the party makes it into the house they're essentially going to be led around the house kind of like a haunted house would be where they find different rooms with various random things going on and i like the idea of this manor house maybe even being the orphanage that the kid lived in but they will not find the grandfather until the very end of all of this when they've either been running away from or chasing this ghost down and have managed to make their way to essentially the inner sanctum of this house where they find the grandfather who explains what all has been going on and the fact that this was all the setup for the one last wish that the kid had, which was that he wanted a surprise party. And that's as far as I made it. It's really sweet. Just imagining like the town is outside of like, all right, so how, oh, did it go okay? (laughs) Well, nothing burned down this time. Isaac, do you want to go next? Sure. So I had an epiphany. And there, there's a little bit of context, but pretty much I thought, what would happen if Resident Evil 6 met NPCs, the book? So from spoil, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't played Resident Evil 6, um, at the very end, there is the villain you've been fighting this whole time is at its core seven years old or in the personality and body of a seven-year-old. And it's been wanting the entire time. You're talking about Biohazard, aren't you? Uh, do I have the wrong game? Oh, is that seven or six? Uh, uh, seven. 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 You're right, but it's seven, not yeah. six. Oh, seven? Okay. I know what you're eight. talking about, though. Eight is village. Anyways, sorry, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> uh, insert number here. But the, uh, anyway, the, at, at the very end, it's it's a kid. It was promised a family. And the people who promised never delivered. Take that and apply it to a haunted house situation. Except the family is dead. And the child is not at rest. It's been waiting this entire time to experience a family. It's been waiting this entire time to experience all the joys of being at that age. uh, Whatever the age would be. So you can include things like playing, like food, like birthday parties and whatnot. The party comes to town and ends up in the house and realizes it has to assume the roles of the family that the child had. So a character has to be a mother. Just just make up as many roles as you need per members of the party. So you have... Devils in the details. To, yeah, you have to uh, role play a family and go through X number of scenarios like and it. situations as a family with this ghost child. Or else risk at the very end fighting it as the house as this giant monster if you want to stick with resident evil um etc or what i think would be really cool is if at the end you could keep it as a familiar of sorts that there was this one D game that i listened to over on uh, uh dungeons and randomness where they ended up keeping the soul of of one of the enemies that they had beaten 
And as a result, it was just kind of, oh, hey, we have this in our back pocket now. Well, have this as a kid, except the kid is attached to you as a child is to a mother or to a father. And it's kind of like, you better stay back. I have the soul of this supernatural seven-year-old that I will unleash on you if you pick on me. There's there's a lot of things you could do if this becomes a very endearing character, depending on how you do it. But the uh, nice part about NPCs is that's the situation they were in was, oh, hey, we're here. We have to assume these roles. Otherwise, the kingdom could be in jeopardy, which is an excellent book. So, yeah, go 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 read that book. And that's what I have. I love the idea, too, saying I have a seven-year-old ghost. I'll sick on you as a legitimately yes. th- threatening because I'd be terrified. I'm like, this seven-year-old has no idea what boundaries are. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> we have an army. <laughs> we have a seven-year-old. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> you Vicious mockery, replace it with never-ending questions. But oh, why? Word. But why? That's a great way to do vicious but mockery. Why? Yeah. Vicious yeah. questioning. <laughs> you have to take a 1d6 psychic damage every question. Yeah. <laughs> Every six seconds worth of but why is you take damage. Ugh. Nice. You have to roll for initiative to have a conversation. I like it. <laughs> I rolled the one. They rolled the 20, so they're going to go twice. <laughs> Double attack. So for mine, I decided to start the pot. The potty. The party. <laughs> Seven-year-olds. <laughs> I decided to start the party off traveling. So... You come across a group of goblins, and they seem to have a lot of gold and or treasure with them. If the party decides to initiate combat, great. If not, the goblins will initiate combat through some kind of misunderstanding. And either they are all killed because their goblins and party is probably a lot stronger than them, or they drop the loot and run away. One of the two. So at this point, you now have a lot of gold, and you also have a list. And there's a name on the top of the list and a town. And then there's like three mystical items you have to see what's on there. So they can be kind of anything. These are items. If you go to that town, the list, you can find out from the priestess there that these are mystical items that deal with the ghosts. And she'll make some comment about the ghosts in the old house. So now you've got the mystical items you can get. You can go and deal with the ghosts if you wish. And it's an old house, so you never know what kind of loot's in there. Now, once you get to this old house, you're greeted... This is something I added last minute. You're greeted by an old man outside who appears to be, like... I want to think, like, the stereotypical voodoo doctor look is what they've got going on, but they don't have to. I just... I love the idea of just going all out Halloween voodoo doctor, is that's what they're dressed as. And they don't know who you are. They're a little concerned because... Their goblin minions have not shown back up yet. Um, so hopefully they're okay. But you guys have these items. That's cool. Did you get the list for my minions? Your party may or may not admit to killing them. But, you know, either way. <laughs> At this point, they're like, okay, cool. So you're going to need these items to get through the haunted house. Don't worry. It should be safe. Just remember to act scared. And then they go in through a secret passageway and you're left outside. At this point... Your party is either going to go in willingly or they're going to be dropped through a trap door to get inside the house. There's no getting out of it at this point. Because trap doors are always the things in haunted houses. Now, you're going through a haunted house. Everything is safe. Some of it's real because this man is a cleric so they can actually summon things to do stuff. But you also have an invisible friend with you 
which is the boy. They are going through the haunted house with you. If at any point you're terror level, and you can define this however you want as a GM, I would just have everyone roll willpower or performance once they kind of figure out what's going on. And if they fail too much, that means they're not scared. And if the terror level is too low, the boy decides he's going to help and he makes it scarier. But he doesn't know how to control his power, so he makes it dangerous. So the grandfather is not going to kill you, but the ghost boy might by accident. If at the end of like five rooms, I think you don't make it too long. If at the end of this, you've not managed to convince the ghost you are scared enough, they get mad and will appear and start yelling at you. If your players haven't figured out what's going on, they now have a random ghost to deal with that they might start fighting. And the grandfather will then come out and rather than fight the ghost, he's going to fight your party. <laughs> so if you attack the ghost, you now have to deal with the cleric. So the ending could be your party dies because they were dumb enough when they went through the haunted house. And I would probably have be to where they're knocked out, not actually killed just to be nice. But if they tick off the ghost or fight the ghost enough, they might have to fight with the cleric. If they kill the cleric, now the ghost is mad at them, so they still have to deal with the ghost. <laughs> There's a lot of outcomes here, and by the end of this, they're walking away from a house going, why did we go in there? <laughs> but if they manage to get through the haunted house, convincing the ghost that was happy, the ghost is basically going to go, that was great, wasn't it? It was so scary. Yes, it was Yay. scary. And then the ghost will fade off into a distance. And you'll hear, I'm so excited, I have to go tell my parents. And he fades off into nothingness, and he's gone. And then the cleric will come out and thank you, and you get nothing out of it. But, you know. <laughs> so, that's my scenario, is the hopefully happy ending that I don't think you guys would ever get to. <laughs> we might. You that's never know. Mm-hmm. You that's underestimate adorable. us, or overestimate us, one of the two. <laughs> You estimate us. You estimate us. <laughs> I estimate appropriately. That's a t-shirt. Don't estimate me. <laughs> I and Emily. Eh. Yes. So, kind of along the same lines, a little bit different. But my idea was, your party comes across an abandoned castle. Should they choose to enter... Their holy warrior, whether it's a paladin, cleric, fill in the blank, loses connection with their deity. But instead of noticing that their deity is absent, they instead are getting an awful lot of chatter that sounds similar, but not quite, to what their deity would say. And in wandering through, a voice comes from the void and it requests items to be brought to them. And if your party decides to question it, their holy warrior will be teleported away from them. Nobody can locate him. He Even if you try to use, like, locate a person or missing object, I can't remember what that spell is. It's got a range on it. It's, even if there's a really high success, you can find people. But this one would be impervious to that. So, PC armor. After the holy warrior vanishes, the voice gives them an instruction and a list of items to find. And I was just making a few things like a mince pie, six red candles, a five-pound pig, two sweet cakes, and a barrel of honey mead. It sounds rather unusual that this voice from the ether would request such Mm -hmm. items, but he promises their friend return, so they agree to it. 
now your party must scramble to find these items. Unbeknownst to them, what's actually going on is this is a death party. The town cleric, a humble widower, was celebrating his son's sixth birthday, and it was soon coming up. However, on the day before his son's birthday, the child fell into the flooded river and drowned. Without a way to live through to see his birthday, the boy's soul now wanders as a ghost. His point of rest will only come after he has had his birthday, as it's the only thing tethering him to this world. Party can choose to celebrate the boy's birthday or end his existence. And assuming you do bring all the items, that'd be a pretty nice way to relax and chill, just celebrate, because that's the only thing the child's ever wanted, was to see his sixth birthday. So at the end of this quest, you can either celebrate and he'll go on peacefully, or you can choose to fight and uh, put him out in a rather forceful manner. Whatever way you go, the father will thank you for your assistance. And I hadn't decided if I wanted him to just fade away because he hasn't been taking care of himself and his only reason for living was his son. And now that his son is gone eternally, he's just like, I give up my ghost. So that was my option. That's what I went with. And uh, yeah, pretty much they all got similar ideas. I like this one. Yeah, all these are very sad and very sweet still. Aww. I would like to run this. <laughs> uh, turn it into the aisles. It's basically just you're giving your party a weird fetch quest and they have to go do it. Also, it Emily, I like chill. yours because, yeah, it means you could have any if your cleric is missing that session. You can just say they're kidnapped. Oh, no. And you give them a non-lethal quest to go on so you don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to die because there's no healer. <laughs> or anybody that has magical abilities. If you want somebody true, that's... True, Well, powers through deity is what I was thinking. Yeah. Because that way you could be blocked out and it makes a good excuse to get them out of there. So, Oh, no. A bard's been kidnapped. We have to go find him. No, we don't. No, we, we don't. don't. <laughs> every, every single time. <laughs> Man, oh man, that was a missed opportunity. We should have done like a ghost orphanage or something. Oh, <laughs> that would be cute. That had was... a cleric that just has a bunch of like child ghosts that they're just constantly trying to figure out how to send peacefully to the other side. It turns into an Anakin situation though. He's like, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? Oh, I'm a ghost now. Anakin be like, I put you to sleep. I put you to rest, put you to rest, put you to rest. And it's just so much second death. Next, next blank scenario will be Anakin Skywalker. Because <laughs> I can see him be like, "You go over there and sit down," and they sit down and like go through the chair <laughs> and then through the floor. It's basically a bunch of Caspers. That would be a good plumbing mm-hmm. the Death Star. How would you go about killing the younglings as Anakin Skywalker in the most humane way possible? A uh, blood clot in the brain. <laughs> uh, humane. That Less would be um, locking them in a room and draining it of oxygen. There was that one news story about the guy who played Palpatine and the guy who played Anakin Skywalker who visited a children's (laughs) hospital. And people photoshopped lightsabers. Yeah, not the younglings. Anyway, on that note of kids hopefully not being killed by Anakin in real life, uh, this has been a bittersweet blink scenario. Uh, Probably just in time for Halloween, so happy Halloween, guys. Woo! Yay, depression. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another blank scenario of us virtually recording because we're sick. (laughs) And we will see y'all next time. Cough, cough.
And now, a word from Darkling. At this very moment, there are thousands of poor souls listening to podcasts looking for entertainment, education, and enlightenment. Fortunately, you can help by sharing this episode, giving it five stars, and leaving a comment for the next listener to read. In sharing this episode, you will bring moderately funny entertainment, poorly timed jokes in the middle of a horror podcast, and in scenarios in which to trap your cousins. Please share and bring awareness to those lost in the skip button, a chance at something better than average. Hello! Bob Spuds here on the scene once again reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy.